Hello and welcome to the Between the Strings podcast with me, Kieran Donnelly. If you'd like to learn more about being a musician, the guitar, and what studying music as a student is like, then this is the place for you. On today's episode, we're speaking with Kieran Darroch, a fourth-year student currently studying music at Perth College UHI and fellow guitar player. Nice. Okay. Uh, right. We'll just we'll just kind of get into it. Um, so, uh, when did you first start playing guitar? First started playing guitar. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I played about a little bit when I was maybe like ten or eleven, just on the one that was kicking about in the house. I know that's such the, the cliche story that <laughs> everyone probably gives. Um, when I was <sighs> I've had multiple stages when I would consider myself playing guitar, and I'll explain why. When I got to school, I started playing guitar for my hires and stuff, my standard grades. I was useless, um, <laughs> so I ended up switching to bass and stuff like that. Um, cut away a couple of strings, make it a little bit easier. Um, and then I, when I got to do my HNC and my HND, and I actually started to have, you know, like that proper guitar teacher, the guy that's maybe riddled with jazz theory and knows a million chords and it, it just changes slightly um, which again could be down to the fact of the kind of school environment into changing to the college environment um, but yeah for me that's as much as I played before that was the kind of turning point of when I'd say I was you know a guitarist and then I've continued that through to to now. Nice yeah I think that is like a kind of common theme that like you kind of have bursts of either wanting to do it or like feeling like that is a part of who you are Yep, yeah, definitely. And I, I'd kind of looked at it myself for a part of my kind of own research at, at uni, and it was really that difference of the learning environment for me. I just felt like I couldn't sink my teeth into it until it related to me. It, mm. it just, it just made a massive difference. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good way to think about it, actually. Um, so, what sorts of things do you enjoy about playing guitar as an instrument? <laughs> Weirdly, you should ask that. I've been um, looking into that quite recently from my own sort of projects and stuff oh, like nice. that. Um, and one of the things I've been finding especially really cool is, A, you've got all your, your usual stuff, you know, it's, it's a very emotive instrument, you know. Mm. It doesn't matter what technique you employ, you can use it to, to create emotion, convey your own your own ideas. And it's, it's interesting that way. It's not like, it's not like drums and stuff. You can do it in that sense. Mm. Um, but, it's, I don't know, it just has a different feeling to it. Mm. What I've been kind of looking at recently is the fact that the guitar can emulate so many things, and especially mm. in a sense, I know you do a lot of the acoustic finger style stuff, and yeah. it can be a lot more percussive. It can there's, there's so many more ideas that you can pull out of the instrument than playing chords yeah. and having a solo. It is, it is like a bit of a jack-in-the-box once you start to explore it a bit more. Um, I wonder. I do wonder though if I mean other instruments are like that as well, and it's not until you give all of them a bit more time that you get more tips and tricks. Yeah, that, that is probably true. I mean, mm. I've spent most of my time on guitar. It's just mm. I don't know. There's something about it. It just has so many elements. You know, a, a keyboard is great. It's, it's quite linear. It doesn't. Okay, you can synth and change sounds and stuff, but just mm. there's something about a guitar with the, the tonal possibilities and the way of playing it and the sounds you can emulate that. I don't know, I could be biased, but I, I, don't, <laughs> think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't find that elsewhere. 
Yeah, I, no, I would totally agree. And, it, and maybe it is biased because we both are guitar players and play a lot, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what sorts of things do you like about being a guitar player then? And other guitar players? In terms famous, of... famous or otherwise. So like just you as, as being a guitar player and like part of your like kind of identity, do you do you feel like you enjoy certain aspects of that or Yeah, I, again I had a, a problem with this. Most of these questions because I've been looking at a lot of the things I've been doing, I'm, it, it seems to be like what I've done recently. But mm-hmm. I've been I've been thinking about that and I've always considered myself a blues player, you know, those those classic licks have really influenced my playing. Mm-hmm. And through a wee bit of analysing recently, um, there's more stuff that's in there and it wouldn't be right to just call myself like mm-hmm. a blues player. Mm-hmm. I have so many, like, sort of Guthrie Govins um, in terms of, I'm even going to say Jacob Collier because he's not a guitarist, but he's just a wizard on everything. So yeah, yeah, he just understands well. it. Mm. Yeah. And the, the, th- the phrases, sort of, that, that they came out with mm. are, you know, they're not, they're not always prog, they're not always jazz, they're not always this, but it's it's something a little bit different that isn't necessarily defined. Yeah, yeah, that's like, and I mean, that's something that we've kind of had hammered home to us throughout the whole of the degree where we've been getting told by lecturers to just not, make sure you're not boxing yourself in. Um, Definitely. And make sure you're kind of like expanding what you're playing and how you understand things and how you look at things. I mean, it, it, that sort of thing probably sets people up to become more like kind of your Guthrie Govins are probably more likely Jacob Collier where he is like he just seems to know so much but it seemed it, I, I mean I was saying that to um, my girlfriend last night that like I was watching a, a Jacob Collier video on Instagram and it just I was thinking like of all the th- like technical and uh, harmonic and kind of melodic things that you can do the thing that I love about him the most is that he's like a child sitting down to play something like oh, he just yeah. he's he's like a child that you've caught for a moment playing something and it's just something like you know the way that like parents marvel at their kids playing because they're just so completely a lot of it. yeah exactly that and that's what i feel like comes across and it's it's so right with what you're saying like it's once you stop boxing yourself in you're a lot more free to just kind of get lost uh in the instrument and just kind of explore and kind of be like a child again in that sense. Definitely. And, and kind, of, kind of relating that back to the last question, as much as it's, this question was kind of guitarist focused, when you get that mind frame of opening yourself to other musicians, the techniques they do, and you can start applying that into your own your own creativity, your own, you know, play, play a, a percussive thing on the guitar, mm. play, mm. you know, you can start relating it all together. I yeah. Think that's when it opens it up for you. Definitely. Uh, it's... It's something like for me that I don't, I don't know if this analogy makes sense, but it's like if you kind of go, if you have the privilege to kind of go on holiday to a lot of different and, and be kind of immersed in a lot of different cultures when you're younger, you're a different person when you're a kind of teenager or in your 20s than you would be if you hadn't gone anywhere. And it's yeah. about like immersing yourself in all these other sorts of ideas and ways of playing and understanding things that, that when you kind of come back to yourself, you have so many more tools at your disposal. Exactly. Yeah. Immerse yourself in anything that's going to become an influence to you, regardless yeah. of what that might be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, kind of keeping with that, keeping that in mind, uh, how how do you think the pieces we learned in class relate to the music you like to play or learn about? Um, I'd say that's a sort of 
it's a 50-50. Now, I think that depends what you're looking to get out of the course. Mm. Now, if you are looking to be, I'm going to use the term musician and guitarist slightly differently. If you're going to be the musician, as much as you're a guitarist, you need to have all these influences mm. from jazz, rock, pop, blues, everything, subcultures, to be well-rounded, to pick up those influences, to be able to put yourself in any setting and broaden your knowledge. Mm. And I think that's that depends on your outlook on the course. For me, that's what I wanted. So, like, yeah, all the pieces made sense. I'm always going to be biased. I could have went, oh, I wish we had done this or blah, blah, blah. But there was nothing nothing sort of major that that I would change in that sense. You know, I think they tried to be as well-rounded as they could and present different different genres to us. Mm-hmm. On the other side of that, you've probably got guitarists who were in it because they just want to be a guitarist and the fact that they're not sitting there playing their favourite genre every five minutes is, is a pain to them and they're not interested in it. Yeah, I think you're totally right there about like, it basically there's kind of different levels of how it can relate to each person and it is it's completely what you're saying it's uh the attitude of what you want to get from the course and i think it's maybe an age thing as well because when you're a bit younger you're kind of only it's like you like what you like and you're kind of shut off everything else but when you get a bit older you kind of think well what do i want to learn and what do i want to um get from things rather than what are they giving me yeah definitely i noticed that quite a lot going from HNC, well I actually started on my NC a good few years ago, but mm-hmm. going from there right through to degree, you tend to find that those kind of because the course is designed to create the musician, to create the overall, that mm-hmm. those kind of folks start dropping out. Yeah, um, I totally agree with that. And it's it's an age thing, you know, when I was in my NC to HNC, there was a lot of 16, 17, 18 year olds at the time. Granted, I was one of them, but mm-hmm. they were all interested in just doing their particular thing. Mm-hmm. And as you, because the curriculum's designed to try and make you more well-rounded, you start finding that they're not interested to drop off and mm-hmm. you get to stage in fourth year where it is just like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. People people who kind of just want to grow and, and see what they can do and what they can get from things rather than kind of... Well, I, I think it comes back to what we were saying earlier. Like maybe they they have boxed themselves in um, yeah. and they're not willing to kind of be immersed in with... Um, like-minded people who maybe play in different styles and, and things like that. That's it. That is um, exactly it. So, and, and kind of keeping with that, how do you feel like the pieces and lessons uh, we were taught in class prepared you for a life in the music industries? I mean, yeah. it Well, for what it could provide. Mm. You know, there's, when you only have... 24 weeks or whatever it is two semesters per year there's only so much you can cram in there um, mm. the great thing about uni is the fact that they obviously they, they write their own courses it's not necessarily under bullet points such as you know the SQA for example where they have to there's a sort of mandate in place mm. um, and that's given them the freedom to allow to do what they, they kind of want they can do the jazz piece they can do this they can do that the problem that I seen at times was because they're able to do that, they sometimes just pick the extremes of each and just mm. picked five or six genres and then the extreme of each, basically. And that's that's all you can get. Now, that's great from their sense, but in 24 weeks, you know, what what else could they have put in? Yeah, and, and I think as well, like, because you're covering such, like, diverse material, which, like you're saying, is a good thing, um, You sometimes I feel like it's hard to go 
as in depth as you would like either with any of the genres or the ones you particularly are interested in learning more about because as soon as you've like grasped some sort of like uh some of the sort of jazz concepts that are in one ple- one kind of piece we're learning we've then moved on to a different genre um yeah. so it's like what you're saying it is yeah you're kind of almost trying to catch your tail a lot because once you've started learning something we've moved on to something completely different yeah and you know it's, it's that kind of jack of all trades master of none now that's kind of what an, an overall musician should be at the same time you should be able mm. to put yourself in any situation but as you say you get to the end of learning one thing you've sunk your teeth right into it and yes they're providing you with i mean at this point it's a lot of self-directed study so i can't necessarily say that it's all down to the fact of you know it's just 24 weeks what else could they cram in but what they've done they have mm. they've planted that seed they've shown you if it's a jazz piece you know phrasing techniques blah 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 chords used mm. and giving you an introduction you know that at this point as well learners should be able to to go and learn things off their own back and if they want to get more experience in something then they, they've already had the foundations to go and do that yeah that's uh that's really well said and um i mean it ties in with the whole like um age thing as well and your kind of attitude to what you're wanting out of the course um it also kind of makes me wonder like what like how do you feel about the way we were taught um, at the sort of university level like do you feel like it was a lot of like we were taught loads of things or was it more like here's an idea go off and explore it yourself like like you were saying the self-directed study or peer learning or um, do you feel like it was a lot more like we were taught more or we were expected to go off and learn more off our own backs? Well, I'd say that it was a lot off your own back and that is the way that it should be. You know, mm-hmm. you, your lecturers there to guide you it, at that stage and third, fourth year, you know, high level learning. Mm-hmm. If, if you if you can't really go away and go and do something yourself, now I'm making assumptions there based on a sort of individual that could just go and learn. I'm not taking any consideration of disabilities or anything like that. I don't mean that. I know. But if, if you're kind of at the stage where this is what you do and you're so enthused about graduating and starting your career and this is what you want to do, you should be able to go and do that yourself, you know? Um, yeah, and they're just there to facilitate it. And I think, I don't know how it really works this much, but I think that, yeah, I think that depending on whether you went through HNC, HND, or you did first and second year, and the way that the uni set up, because obviously that's SQA and one would be through the uni and how that's prepared you. I personally came HNC, HND route. And it's a different learning environment to mm-hmm. then nobody holding your hand. You know, mm-hmm. like school is everyone holding your hand. College is a little bit of both. And then you kind of get to uni and it's, you know, you do it basically. Mm-hmm. And I'd say that was the, the most drastic point that yeah that I felt from that change, you know? So... So do you feel like you, like, which did you prefer? Definitely uni, 100%. Mm -hmm. You you always feel better when you get to accomplish something yourself, you know. But again, this kind of comes down to the mindset and what you're wanting out of everything that we've kind of spoke through this whole thing. I'm the kind of person that is, I'm interested in what I do. I actively seek out more information. I actively learn. And the fact that uni just sort of facilitates that I just apply that to whatever the course is kind of asking me to do in that sense. So for my character, yes, I'm, I'm, I much prefer that. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I, I do wonder like what, um, 
how much that has to do with age and the stage you're at in your life. Um, because, I mean, like I'm I'm 25 and I'll be like 26 by the time we've graduated fourth year. But I feel like even comparing myself from the HNC at the start to now, um, yeah, I feel like I'm definitely that person who wants to like, kind of have an idea and then go off and have that kind of self-directed yeah. learning and figure things out for myself and learn things with my peers and help teach them things as well. Um, rather than, well, one thing in particular, like, is I don't want to blame the lecturers for anything because I feel like some sometimes, like, that like that happens everywhere you go. But, I mean, there's so much of that in school where you can blame your teacher. Yep. Um, and I feel like that shouldn't, unless it's, like, a real kind of drastic thing, it shouldn't really carry on to, to uni. It's, like, all the stuff's usually there at the start and you should be kind of going away and, familiarizing yourself with it and figuring things out for yourself yep and that's again down to the individual character you know they can uh-huh. provide that for you and at the end of the day it's, it's your learning experience and if you can take out of that what you want but mm. the great thing about uni and then leading you into employment is the fact of they're just getting you ready to the point of when you're in a job i mean nobody's going to be holding your hand you have that's to they'll tell you what to do but you need to go do it mm. yeah that's uh that's what i was just thinking there when you were speaking about it is that yeah i mean that like I mean, that's obviously why it works that the further you go up uni, the more you are kind of left to rely on yourself because one day, like when you get a job and, and whatever else, like you, that is what you're going to have to do and you're going to have to kind of pull yourself up sort of thing. Definitely, yeah. And I think just kind of, I know it's not really technically relevant, but really, mm-hmm. really in that back to school, mm-hmm. and they, even into HNCs and HNDs, are not 100%, you know, we talk a lot, in popular music with informal learning practices and, and basically yeah. just doing things yourself and stuff like that and mm-hmm. learning by experience mm-hmm. they don't really instill that enough so when you get individuals that come from those backgrounds it's a shock to the system yeah definitely and if you don't have the character to crack on with it then it's going to be hard to find problems yeah yeah i think well i mean that's probably one of the reasons why people do drop out and things like that i mean i think i think as well maybe it d- depends on your sort of like support group and the friends you have at uni because like if you have a lot of people who are willing to be self-directed uh, and engage with like peer learning, you're pretty much sorted. But yep. if you're with people who are like-minded, but maybe in an unfortunate way of kind of, I don't know, blaming others or kind of wanting to have their hand held, like it, it becomes really difficult. And it's really definitely. difficult to snap out of that and kind of do stuff off your own back. Yep. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so kind of in, in keeping with like what we've just been speaking about, what, and sort of in, in what ways do you feel like your identity as a guitarist um, and really as a musician has changed uh, over the course of the whole program? Like I know you uh, you came well you came to Perth at the start of third year, didn't you? Uh, second year. The start of second. Oh, that's weird. That uh, the time's just flown by. It's all sort yeah. of merged into one. Uh, so yeah, well yeah, since the kind of beginning of the degree program, then how do you feel like you've changed as a guitarist or a musician? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like I was saying earlier, I, I always thought myself as, you know, the blues guy and the cliched mm. licks, but opening my eyes and seeing these different genres, musicians, different, even things like different classes, you might not even, might have nothing to do with me as a musician, in that sense, could be a business class, could be a paper, mm-hmm. you learn things that start opening you up, and I think the environment of, of uni as well, for a start, is met my character quite well and it facilitates me and my learning and mm-hmm. I'd say to quite a lot it's changed my identity and 
I wouldn't necessarily put a name on what I identify as. I'd I'd like mm. to go as we were saying musician because yeah. it's it's, it's well rounded. It's I listen to different genres and I could dip my toe in a, a number of different pools of stuff. But mm. uni definitely did help that, and it's it's those pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I totally agree. And just thinking, I mean, <clears throat> at the time when I was in like HNC, uh, still at Perth, like I thought of myself in a particular way, but now coming into fourth year and having done so much by myself and learned so many things that I thought I couldn't, you realize that it was all within you the whole time. Um, and yep. that you never really were whatever you thought you were or just what you thought you were, you know? Um, so yeah, it has, it has been a really good eye opener, but I think you need to kind of welcome the journey in a way. And I think if you resist learning things just because they're difficult or maybe not what you love at the moment, it, it can get quite difficult. Yeah, kind of summarizes everything we've been saying. If you don't immerse yourself in it, you're not going to get anything out of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so what sorts of things do you feel like you took away from the lessons then, with just with that in mind? Um, well, that's maybe hard to pinpoint. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. If or even the biggest. Sorry, I was just going to say like, or even how relevant do you feel like the things like the the, the stuff we've learned about in the music and the theory that we've learned about in class. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all played its part and it's all relevant. I mean, given the kind of current pandemic and everything, getting out and using any of it's been a bit of a different story. But, mm-hmm, definitely, you know, things like the Gypsy Minor, for me, always comes into my head because it's probably the most standout thing that I, I've learned. And it, just mm-hmm. because of the tone of it, the sound of it, the notes used, it's just it's very unique. Mm-hmm. And things like that, you know, I wouldn't... I wouldn't necessarily use that. I'd, I'd never thought on it. You get your harmonic minors, and obviously it's it's a little bit different to that, but it's mm. it's in the same realms. And if we're, like that, that's the kind of things that's provided me. I, I didn't I didn't know that scale. Never used it. Mm-hmm. I do now. <laughs> I whip it out whenever I can because I know that I yeah. use it. So it's just giving me an extra color on my palette. Mm. You know. Yeah, I think uh, there there are just there are sometimes those like little. Um, sort of moments or things in particular that you can kind of take away and be like well that's like completely changed either the way I look at how I play or just how I approach music in general um, Definitely. I think things like Dog River and learning how to do learning how to do that and like making our own like arrangement or even being offered to make our own arrangement of uh, Sultans of Swing was uh, yeah. was really good and it was really eye opening just to see the sorts of different ways people approach things and and yeah, I mean, it's funny, like when we first got shown Dog River and then looking at the kind of score for it and thinking that just looks, yeah. it just it just looks awful. But like the more you kind of dip into it phrase by phrase, it kind of makes more sense and you can look back and think, well, I've managed to totally conquer that. Definitely. And that's, for me, that's just an example of it. You know, that's just, that's just one thing that I've, I've been able to pull out. There's been lots of instances like that. And as you say, even being given the option to be able to do that, the freedom of, Put, getting your own creativity across instead mm-hmm. of just ticking a box for an exam mm-hmm. is probably such an integral part of popular music in the first place. You really need to allow the creativity. Definitely. You know? um, yeah, there's there's something you said there with the... Oh, I've already forgotten what you said, but it, it, it reminded me of like something I wanted to ask you, which was uh, like when you're kind of creating or... Um, maybe not necessarily submitting something, but when you're creating uh, either songs or um, just like an EP or, or something for a, a submission, 
do you feel like you're thinking more creatively or do you feel like you're ever thinking with a grade in mind? With a grade in mind, sorry, did you say? Yeah, yeah. So, like, do you feel like you're thinking, oh, okay, how close am I to the rubric? Like, what sort of grade am I going to get? Or are you more thinking just creatively and it's all about the music that you make? Um, a little bit of both, and I'll tell you why. Now, mm. music in general is subjective. You know, mm. it's, it's all opinion-based. At the end of the day, regardless of how complex or simple it is, whether people like it or not, is, is that. Mm. It's, it's subjective. So... In terms of the situation, the rubric, the, the marking criteria, it does play a part because obviously you do want to get the best mark. We're, we're here to learn. We're here to get a qualification out of it at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and obviously in creating that, I need to make sure that I tick the boxes. So yes, there will have been occasions where I wouldn't have thought of something and I've, I've put it in because of the rubric or because it's required. Or, you know, if, if there's guidelines, you have to kind of follow them. You know, mm-hmm. as much as it's creative and it's, it's subjective, you could think a you know a one minute piece of three notes is the most artistic thing you've ever created, but it doesn't really hit the criteria needed to pass that particular thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, how so? <clears throat> how do you feel about like? Do you feel like we were kind of allowed that kind of idea of going away and being as creative as possible, or do you feel like? we were kind of guided more towards the rubric? Like, do you feel like we were allowed to kind of go off and explore things and um, encouraged to go off and create as like as much as we'd like? Or do you feel like we were kind of reined in a wee bit? I mean, I think a little bit of both because mm. in order to hit the criteria, you know, if we take Dog River, for example, mm. one of the key things in that was the gypsy minor, mm. some of the phrasing and even sort of, varying the times of different bars mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the whole point of that exercise is to get you immersed in that yeah so as much as you have freedom for a solo or to create a bit of a piece you kind of have to sync up with that a little bit because if mm-hmm. you can use all of that to make your improvisation to make your creation but obviously you've still got those guidelines mm-hmm. and realistically I, I don't really see how a course could work if you didn't because then if you told someone just to put a solo on that because I played the simplest thing ever. Mm. And then you, for example, have done some, you know, 16, 8 <laughs> to 2, 4, mm. for the yeah. gypsy minor random arrangement. You can't pass that off as the same thing. Mm, but then definitely. it's the subjective thing. I, again, like, yeah. But it's when al- it goes, it's, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to say, it's, all, it's almost hard. Like, it's almost hard to grade things if if you didn't have that sort of criteria there. It's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like a, um not like a box but it's kind of like a set of like soft rules that you can bend yeah i think that's one of the biggest arguments in the sort of informal realm and stuff like that as well is you know how do how can you grade something then it's it's easy Mm. enough to follow the the memory test you know learn it yeah yeah Mm. but how how do you assess creative output I've always wondered that. I mean, like with paintings and stuff, how do people know mm. that's good? I know. Yeah, <laughs> I think know, like... I think horribly. Like I think it does follow kind of trends, um, but then, it, but then, even with that, like who decides? Who decides? Is it just when people get bored of one thing being around for too long? It's like I have no idea. It's and it's also yeah. that kind of measure of success as well. Um, like I know, like because I've been uh, researching 
uh, a lot about like what we're talking about these kind of informal learning practices um like i've been reading a lot of uh <clears throat> of lucy green stuff and there is this idea of like yeah how like is is a full measure of success just someone who has a record deal and goes out and makes millions or stuff like that or is it or, yeah. or like is it someone who's commercially successful or is it someone who um can make a living out of it or is it someone who just uh can be expressive and enjoy it and bring people together like it's it's such a wide spectrum that covers so many things it's really hard to to kind of pinpoint that and i think that's why these sorts of uh, the kind of more informal self-directed learning is a better way to approach it because then each person can be successful by their own measure. Yeah, yeah. And I was, again, I was doing a lot of research, for, especially for my paper last year, and yeah. I think that's the kind of point. I think we need to bring that kind of stuff earlier in in people's mm. educational lives and that difference between the SQA to uni level. Ah. I'm not just picking them out for the sake of that, but it's, they don't employ that enough, mm. I feel. And if people are exposed to that earlier on, they can really get to grips with that learning style and go away. And when they are at this stage, their creativity will flow a lot better. They'll be able to absorb these ideas and yeah, definitely better. And and also along with what you were kind of saying about like uh, being employed and like a kind of vocationalism and things like that. Like if if you are taught in in a kind of taught to be more. Um, like exploring of your own uh, abilities and being a bit more creative when you're younger and more self-directed. By the time you get to uni, you'll you'll just kind of skyrocket. You'll do so well um, because you won't have that kind of transition of breaking free from the handholding. Like you'll you'll just be able to to get really good at that earlier on. And it's just it's almost like a life skill as well because then you once you've learned how to do something on your own, you can learn how to do other things on your own. Definitely um, and the interpersonal skills and stuff like that, all the communication and, you know, sort of, it sounds like childish concepts, but like sharing and mm-hmm. working as a team and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, even take me now, I know we had a discussion earlier about some different paths I'm exploring at minute work-wise, but yeah, it's directly correlated that I've been able to balance that with my course. And, mm-hmm. you know, without, I actually spoke to the directors about this a couple of weeks ago and without that input of, being creative, adaptable, and self-directed, and all that—I probably wouldn't have been able to do that. Oh, no and it's way. the course that's given me that. You know what mm. I mean? It's—it's it's been immersed to this. It's definitely helped me and gave me a much wider life skill. Yeah, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's funny because like, it's—it's uh, it's obviously set up and branded as a music course, but it's taught you something that you wouldn't—you would never kind of—you well, I mean, you would associate. With, associated with music because if you're a self-employed musician you have to do stuff on your off your own back but it's maybe some sort of like a skill you never thought you would have taken away from a a music course in particular you know yeah i mean it's it's i'm sort of involved in the sort of senior management team at the minute and mm. that confidence of communication organization mm-hmm. the, the teamwork aspects just all of that that you don't necessarily think about because when you're when you're immersed in a course you're, you're studying especially full-time you might have other plans, but that's what you're thinking about all the time. That's what your yep. your end goal is. But until you step away from it, I've actually, it's been so clear to see what I've taken from it and applied into this. Yeah, it's it's funny that you're saying that as well because all these really important skills and like transferable uh, life skills that set you up for like a, a kind of good life, being able to to speak to people and and share and uh, and have good kind of interpersonal and communication skills. It's it's annoying because those are all the things that you sometimes can't put your your finger. I mean, just because of COVID and that, like you can't put your finger on some of the 
the kind of smaller things that you've been missing. But because we've not been allowed to see each other as uh, as students on the campus, you're yeah. missing out on developing all these skills that you you weren't thinking about. Definitely. Yeah. No, I agree. It's uh, yeah. So hopefully we can get back to some sort of normal soon. <laughs> yeah. Dying uh, for a gig. Yeah, I know, aren't we all? Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks so much for uh, your input. You, you, um, you've clearly thought about all of these topics a lot. You were, uh, you knew your stuff. You knew exactly what you wanted to say, and that's really refreshing. Yeah, it's, I mean, for me, it's kind of backs you up in a way because everything that you've kind of asked me, I've had to look into as part mm-hmm. of the course. It's, it's helped mm-hmm. me to be that kind of person to mm. give those answers. I don't know if that makes sense. No, you know, no, that makes perfect sense. And I think uh, that's what allows me to ask those sorts of questions as well, because I've taken uh, and learned those skills from, uh, from and while being at uni, that's what's allowed me to kind of set up this podcast and start asking people these questions. So it's, it's really refreshing that um, the kind of, these kinds of ideas aren't falling on deaf ears from within our, our age group and our kind of student, yeah. cohort it's really refreshing to have um well you along with all the uh, everyone else i've interviewed so far to just to understand these sorts of concepts is really good it shows that we're probably going in the right direction with things which is is good yeah i'd like to think so too yeah yeah um but yeah thanks so much for that um and uh i'll hopefully see you soon if uh, yep. hopefully before graduation hopefully we get a graduation it. It. i know i know <laughs> um but yeah uh thanks so much for that i uh, really appreciate yeah. that chat it was really nice no problem at all if you need okay. me for anything just let me know that's perfect thank you oh such a such a gentleman that's it <laughs> <laughs> all right catch you soon right speak to you soon man thanks See ya. bye-bye bye-bye